Well, here we are. <laughs> uh, why me? Why now? Why a podcast? Why videos? Well, I think why not? I think it's really easy to get into yourself and say, I really have nothing to say and I don't have any stories to share, but I think we all have stories. And I think the reason I wanted to do this now is this particular time in our lives, we are all going through something together, something that brings up a lot of emotions, something that brings up a lot of things that we've been trying to kind of stomp on for so long, and now we have the time to think about it. So I think that's why I wanted to have a space where we can all talk. And most importantly, I think I'm doing this more for myself, to hold myself accountable with some things that I've been going through, to... Um, speak about some stories that I think a lot of people have also been going through and might not know how to express themselves or to reach out for help. So I think a big thing that we're all going through right now is a bit of loneliness, especially if you're living by yourself during this time. It's really easy to feel alone. And I'm not talking alone, physically alone. I mean, you can be standing in a room by yourself or you can be standing in a room with 100 people and, uh, you know, you can still feel really lonely. So I think it's important to talk about the difference between physically being alone and mentally feeling like you're alone. And when you add loneliness and when you add the stresses and uncertainties of what we're going through right now, it really builds for a super crazy cocktail of depression and anxiety and um, self-doubt. So all that, all those feelings that a lot of us are going through, that's, I think the two big catalysts of that is loneliness and stress. And I think we're all really kind of scared to talk about depression um, because it just gets thrown around so easily. Like, oh, I'm so depressed today. But there's a lot of people out there who really are uh, really depressed. And for those of you who are feeling anxious, like those feelings are very valid as well. So we're all going through such a crazy time right now. So um, I think for me, it's important to also think about what are the feelings that I had now that I didn't have before? I think right now I am not lonely. I feel the least lonely ever in my life. And what's funny is that I'm not surrounded by as many people as I used to be surrounded by. So I grew up constantly being surrounded by everyone. I think I pay a tribute to that to my mom who raised me by herself. It was only her and I when we were growing up. So Christmases and birthdays, it was really just the two of us. And what she did was just she did such an amazing job at inviting different people in our community to you know, be our family and be our extended family and our chosen family. And so she really stepped up on that end and tried to introduce a lot of great people in my life. And so I think I always thrive for having people around me all the time. And so when it came to growing up in the dance scene, it was really interesting because I always had so many people around me. The the times though that I felt alone were when I was actually having all the attention and the people were on me. So for example, when I got a little bit older and I was traveling by myself or with my dance partner, I'd go from teaching a workshop to 300 people. And then right after that workshop, right after the attention was off me, right after everybody came up to me and asked me a few questions or wanted to take pictures with me, I felt this sense of loneliness because you're constantly surrounded by people. But are you surrounded by people that actually know you? that actually know who you are when it's just the two of you, know who you are when you're, you know, hanging out at home. Not really. Um, you know, it'd be great to get to know a lot of people on that level, but I didn't really have that. And what's interesting, a lot of you are kind of going through this process now, if you're traveling a lot, is you'll find yourself kind of retreating to your room. And the problem for me was I wasn't retreating to my room for 
a sense of, oh, it's so great to be by myself. I really want some me time. I'm going to enjoy this time. It was actually like going back, retreating to my room, going, I really hope somebody invites me to their room party. I really hope somebody invites me for a drink. I really hope somebody calls me. And so I would make those calls constantly because I was so lonely that I was constantly needing that attention from everybody constantly especially after the times where you're on such a high after teaching a class and you're getting all this attention. So yeah, I think chronic loneliness is something that I've always experienced. And it's such a crazy feeling for me because, you know, I've always been surrounded by a lot of people. But the more I think about it, it, the more I look at these times in my life and think, wow, I didn't have people to talk to about this. I didn't have other people that were going through what I was going through. And I think that did cause that chronic loneliness. So for example, like I said, dancing in the dance scene, I was quite lonely, even though I was surrounded by a lot of people. When I moved to Australia, I didn't really know anybody. It was my husband's friends that I got to know, which are really great um, people and they're really inviting, but they weren't my friends. They were his friends who I didn't really have the history with. And so all the people that I had in my life that I had a history with were back in America. So it was the first time I was feeling quite lonely. And for somebody who is such an extrovert and who gets along with everyone, and I always make it a point to really build relationships, I was feeling for the first time in my life like, great, so I don't know anyone out here really. Um, The people that I know out here are through someone else. And the people that knew of me and who were hanging around me all the time were really only hanging out with me because I was a dancer that they admired and they wanted to be around me. They didn't really know who I was. They just kind of knew who I was on YouTube. That's it. That's their only interaction with me they had. And in their minds, they're like, I like this person. I see them on YouTube. They seem fun and funny and they wear, they wear confident outfits and they're winning US Opens and they're, they're dancing with Jordan Frisbee. So I love them. And yeah, the, that, that was an aspect of who I was, but I don't think they knew anything really about me that you know my close friends knew. And so that was a big thing for me when I came out here. It was a big sense of loneliness. And then I got married. I was the only one of my friends that I grew up with that was married at that time. Like nobody that I knew back from California was going through that. So I was the first person to really go through that. And then I had a kid and I'm like, whoa, this is a lot. <laughs> the only person that I know really that I'm close to that has been through this is my mom, which she was a massive help. But again, uh, nobody that was in my age range or nobody that I was close to uh, was going through that time. And I knew a couple of different people here that uh, were kind of maybe going through what I was going through, but it still was so fresh. And I felt really lonely that my core people, the people that really knew me um, from when I was little, before dancing, before YouTube videos of me, um, they really knew me and they weren't here. They weren't going through it. So that happened. I felt quite lonely during that process, even though I had so much support and a loving husband and everyone, you still feel a sense of loneliness because you want somebody who's physically going through those things with you, who can actually understand what it's like. Um, and then of course, after that, you know, I opened up my dance school here and yeah, I, I, was dancing and teaching a lot back home and in LA my dance partner had opened up a dance school and I was teaching with him but I was just really fucking shit at being um what's the word that I'm looking for I was really shit at being consistent so I was a great teacher I was a great dancer but the one thing I really lacked during that time was consistency and just 
you know, being professional, to be honest with you, I would cancel lessons, I would show up late. And it was crazy, because I had a lot of people and students who admired me. And, you know, he was like, it kind of in two minds, I'm assuming, I don't know of like, yeah, she's amazing. She's my dance partner, and everybody loves her. But fuck, like, I can't depend on her showing up to a dance class. <laughs> um, so I mean, that that was probably not great to put him through. But you know, when I did that for myself here, the school became really successful and I was finally able to put the things that I knew I was lacking when I was dancing in America and put them in here, which was accountability, which was professionalism, all of these things. But again, I was feeling quite lonely and um, a lot of the people that were around me at the time were my students. And so I, as much as I loved them, it still felt really, I don't know, still felt super lonely. And and then, you know, sobriety for me, it was something that I didn't have a place where I knew a lot of people that were going through the same thing. Like somebody who was an alcoholic uh, to me just did not look like me. It didn't look like somebody that I knew, you know, and I think that's why they call people functioning alcoholics or functioning drug addicts is because they're walking around this earth and you're just kind of like, oh, no, you don't look like a drug addict. So you really can't be one. And the thing is, that's such a naive thing to think. And so I think for me, I was going through this whole thing. And again, as much as I had some really supportive people in my life, it just wasn't working out so hot uh, for me. So, you know, there was that sense of loneliness. And the, the most recent thing that I've had issues with where I don't really know a lot of people going through the same thing is my six-year-old son, who is the most amazing thing in the world to me. And he is somebody who kind of breaks that stereotypical norm that society wants him to be in this bubble of like Superman and Batman and suits and pants and all these things that are just not him. He's somebody that enjoys princesses and dressing up like Elsa and he loves things that are quite more gentle and he is really special because of that. And the thing is, it's something that I was really looking into a lot and trying to research. And at the end of the day, it was just a matter of supporting him and letting him know that we love him regardless of what choices he makes or what he loves. And, you know, uh, having these dress along parties with him instead of just like thinking, oh my gosh, what's going on? Why is he like this? And he's like this because he's a freaking badass. So I think for me, I was quite lonely in the aspect of trying to figure out like none of the other parents that I knew were going through this as well. And so, yeah, that's it. I mean, the loneliness and the stress cause an extreme amount of anxiety. So for me, I think if we have a community or if we have one person, 100 people, 500 people, who, whatever number that is for you, sometimes having one person to reach out to who has gone through the same things that you have can build such a huge, huge, huge uh, support line in your life. And at times, it might be somebody that you don't even know. I have a lot of people who contact me who don't even know me really, or who I've only met once, or have people who've never met me. And they're like, you're, you're, you know, I, I really enjoy the way you talk about this and I really enjoy the way you talk about relationships. And I'm like, thank you. I don't know you. And I'm just so happy that I was put in front of you at the time we needed it the most. So that's why I think that's why me, that's why at this time, and that's why um, I think it's important to speak about those issues that I'm so excited to talk about. And I think you know, there's so many things about my life that are really, really hard to put into an Instagram photo or a Facebook photo. And so, 
yeah, it's super cool to talk about these stories and what we're going through. And I'm just so excited to get started on this journey of expression and and uh, storytelling and some amazing confessions that I have not told anybody about. So yeah, let's do this. <laughs>